now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to the Vagistine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. So this week is a listener letter episode, and I got so many different DMs, texts um, from you, and I'm just cracking up because, I mean, we have a lot. So of course, this is great because we get to spread these out, um, but I definitely wanted to answer a few this week. I hope everyone's having a great week. Uh, just came from an event at American University, so this is why this episode is late, and I apologize. It's just been super hectic. It's been so much going on, um, and so... I am sorry it's late, but I hope you have a fun time uh, listening to the answer of these questions and just hearing the great questions in general. If you want to send in your own questions, you could do that by emailing vagisteam at gmail.com. You can also text me your questions or any stories or anything really. Just want to hear from you at 443-692-7802. Also, um, just to keep it in mind, it is super important um, that you contribute to this podcast. And there are so many ways to contribute to this podcast. So, Vagisteam Podcast is an independent podcast. I got to record the show myself. I got to edit it. And I got to produce it myself. And so, in order to keep this content coming, one, I want to hear from you. So, definitely email me and text me. I just love hearing your opinions. The last couple of shows have been your shows that you've asked for, just exploring different topics. So, I always want to be able to explore different topics. If there's a person you think I should have on, a topic we should talk about, definitely. Definitely hit me up. Also, you can contribute by telling a friend about the Vagisteam podcast. While listening to the podcast, you can use hashtag Vagisteam on any social media to let others know that you're listening. Tell a couple of people how much you enjoy this show. Also, you could drop some coins um, on the website at Vagisteam.com. The coins go to ensuring that we're spreading all the Vagisteam everywhere, so it helps with um, putting on events, so we hosted a happy hour. We hosted a few sex trivias lately. And so it goes to that. It goes to literally running the website, literally running the podcast because there are expenses associated with that. So you can do- you can um, donate as little or as much as you can and want and frequently as well if you want to um and your coins go to spreading this podcast and spreading the vagisty message also you can contribute and this is really important by uh reviewing and rating the podcast so the more reviews that we have um the more that more people learn about the podcast and so if you have an iphone you can leave a review by going to the purple podcast icon clicking on it and typing in the podcast name and then what you'll see below you will see a way that you can review the podcast and drop me a note as well and leave a review 
on SoundCloud. You can comment within the episode and you can follow on SoundCloud as well. You can also listen to the podcast on Google Music and Stitcher. So wherever you could rate it, wherever you could talk about it, wherever you could spread the vagisteam, go ahead and do that. And I super, super, duper, duper, duper appreciate that. Also, vagisteam is on a college tour. So get like these other colleges and bring me by. So email me at vagisteam.com, um, vagisteam.com or vagisteam at gmail.com and get your speaker packet and let's get me to your campus. So if you work at a college, go to a college, know somebody at the college, I'm trying to come. So let's do this. All right. So let's get to your questions. Um, So the first one is can peeing after sex help prevent STIs and pregnancy? So thanks so much for this question. This is actually a really good question because I don't think a lot of people understand the function of peeing after sex. So no, peeing after sex does not prevent STIs in pregnancy. We'll get to some ways to prevent those in a second. But it is important to pee after sex, in particular if you have a vagina, because it helps clear out, and also folks with penises too, it helps clear out the urethra from bacteria. So peeing after sex can help um, prevent some... Um, infections like UTI. And so the things that we want to be able to do is, you know, not just lay in our juices after having sex, but definitely getting up um, and just peeing so that we're clearing all that bacteria out of our uh, urinary tracts. Also, um, when it comes to preventing STIs, the only ways that we know to prevent SCIs is by not having sex at all. Um, not, and what we mean by that is not having anal, oral, or vaginal sex. Um, and I break it down like that because so many people have so many different definitions of sex. And, you know, one person's definition could not be another person's definition. Some person's definition could be only vaginal sex is considered sex and everything else is just cupcakes icing on the cake and all of that and for some people you know doing other things constitute a sex so when I, we're talking about sex we're talking about any act that we're doing where we can exchange the four bodily fluids um that can um transmit um stis and those are um semen vaginal fluids blood breast milk and we're also talking about skin-to-skin contact. So things like HPV and herpes can be spread and and not even have penetrative sex. So keeping all those things in mind as well. So we have abstinence and we have using an internal or external condom or known as a female condom or male condom. Those can help prevent STIs. Uh, Communicating with our partners um, helps prevent STIs. So letting our partners know our status, getting tested um, every six months if we are sexually active and with every new partner if we're sexually active um and just you know if we have had an sti or do have an sti it's important to take all of our medication no shade there's no shame in this um and i really like to when talking about stis um get away from the ick factor or the shame factor because it's not even about that when we're talking about stis it's literally about protecting ourselves and making sure that we're living our healthiest and most empowered lives so no shame at all with having or having had sti the only thing that we need to keep in mind is if we do have one or if we do if we've had one in the past making sure that we are taking 
all of our med medication the way that it was prescribed to us and completing the course of the medication depending on what on what STI we may have some people what happens is they start feeling good things start clearing up and they're like all right cool I ain't gotta take this anymore no do what the doctor told you and take your meds also, do not sit here and, and split your meds with someone else. That person needs to go ahead and get tested um, and get their own medication. Some states uh, allow you to be able to get a dosage for your partner um, or your partners. Um, and if you live in that state, you know, definitely go ahead and ask for that extra dosage for your partners. But it is really important that we're taking our, our meds. Um, and I think another way to prevent SCIs is just having conversations. It's super important um, to understand folks' um, folks' sexual history and their history with um, their history with testing. It's not that we need to know body counts, but we do need to know if folks are you know making sure that they're getting tested, using condoms regularly, and um, definitely communicating. When it comes to pregnancy, uh, same thing. So there's abstinence. Um, and there's also um, birth control. So there's hormonal and non-hormonal forms of birth control. And we can get into, we also did a birth control show as well, where we talked about all of those, all of those methods. So go back and listen to our birth control options show. Um, and yeah, good question. I really like that. All right. So our next question um, says, I want to squirt. Is it something you're born with or can mama become a squirt, squirt, squirt? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I love the enthusiasm in this. Um, if you want to squirt, you can absolutely train yourself to squirt. So just a couple of tips for squirting and we have a show coming up on this so we could teach y'all properly with some friends how to squirt. But the thing about squirting is that um, what we want to do um, is we want to relax. You want to be a hydrated person. We can't, we can't squirt nothing when we ain't got no hydration y'all so we gotta we gotta keep it fluid we gotta drink all our water you know make sure make sure water y'all water some of us hate water you gotta drink that water in order to squirt so be hydrated relax a way to squirt is um depending on how we do this or who we're doing this with if we're doing it with a partner what we want to have them do is insert a finger or two into the vagina and what we want them to do is insert until about the knuckle and then do a come here come hither motion with their fingers we want to make sure that this person's fingernails are cut we want to make sure that they're uh, that they wash under their fingernails because you know what because you deserve it so they're going to do a come hither motion and what they want to feel for is probably a bulb at the at the um like just like a small bulb um at the roof of the vagina and so they want to do that and typically what we start feeling is like the need to pee we might feel you know a whole bunch of different sensations lean into that 
sensation, don't push into that sensation. We don't want to get to the point where we feel like we're going to orgasm or we feel like we're going to squirt and we just like bear down and we clamp down and we're like, ah, I'm going to come. No. So that can actually lead to a bladder prolapse and we don't want that to happen. So do not do that. There's no need to be bearing down and pushing. What we actually want to do with any orgasm, and especially with squirting as well, is just lean into the feeling. Take a deep breath in. You want to feel the sensation all over your body. You want to do some belly breaths while, you know, just like take a second and just slow down and breathe and feel really all of the feel-good emotions and feelings that are coming with that sensation and for some people it's not like for some people it's not like i'm squirting across the room which is the thing about squirting when we see it in porn it's like these people are actors these people are pushing fluid out of their urethra that is not the reality of squirting for a lot of people. Some people do squirt out. Some people, they squirt down and like the fluid just comes down a little bit. Some people, their, you know, their squirt looks like um, and feels like their vaginal fluids. And so there's just different ways and, di and different volume. It might be just a little bit and it's hardly noticeable. What you want is just to feel good emotions. We don't need to be putting on the theatrics like we see in porn videos because a lot of times that that's not real. Um, so, you know, so for some people, it's practice. Some people, like myself, I've squirted one time and I haven't squirted since. Um, I also haven't, like, put the time and energy into um, into doing that again. I got I got a lifetime. I got a lifetime to squirt. We all, we got time, y'all. We, we, we got time. So, um, if we're not doing it with a partner, we're doing it solo. There are toys that have like um, a little curved edge at the tip um, and you have um, toys that are like G-spot toys and those toys um, might help in being able to get to that angle that I'm talking about and still perform that same that same function and have that same angle. Um, if we're doing it ourselves, so making sure that like, you know, you're comfortable, you got some pillows behind you so you're not completely stretching your arm and, you know, putting, putting fingers inside of your vagina. So make sure you're comfortable, you're relaxed, and again, Again, if we feel like we're about to pee, that might be the sensation. Don't worry, you're not going to pee. Um, just relax. And even if you do pee, if it's peeing from feeling good, I mean, what? Shouldn't be a problem, right? So go ahead, try those techniques and let me know. Um, let me know if any of them work. Also, again, we should be having a squirting show coming up in a few weeks, so stay tuned for that. Great question, and thanks so much for asking. All right, our next question is, can you get pregnant from pre-cum? So here's the thing. There's a lot of talk about pre-cum, and, and I know a lot of people ask this, especially if they're using pull-out method for their form of birth control. Um, so here's the thing. It is important that whoever, um, whoever has the pre-cum, that they are making sure that they're peeing um, before every single sex act. So what happens with pre-cum um, is that what it's trying to create is a slip and slide basically for um, 
for cum, right? And so in order to do that, you have this basic substance that comes out of the tip of the penis. And what that liquid is trying to do is trying to create sort of like a slip inside slide safe place for sperm to come out alive so that it could make its journey out. And so what the pee does, it creates an acidic environment inside of the urethra that kills the sperm. And so what, what we need to do, the person with the penis needs to do is make sure that they're peeing um, before every new sex act. And so that, what I mean by that is say that we're having sex. We had the sex, we came, I felt great. All right, we go to sleep. And then we wake up an hour later and we're feeling frisky. In order to have this work, that person needs pee before they engage in that new sex act because that peeing will help kill any sperm on its way out. So we gotta monitor, we gotta ask questions, and we gotta make sure that people are peeing before their sex act to help reduce the likelihood that there will be live sperm in that pre-cum, all right? And um, yeah, man, I know we wanna do the pull-out method. Pull-out method, if that is your form of birth control, that you're going to have to make sure that you are peeing before every sex act in order for this to help work. I mean, on top of knowing that you need to pull out <laughs> as it starts feeling good. All right. So good luck. And I hope that answered your question. All right. Our next question is... Why can't I just take sex as a casual occurrence? Sometimes no strings attached is hard for me to swallow. So thanks so much for this question. And here's the thing. The reason why you can't take sex as just a casual occurrence is because you just can't. Not everyone can have a um, casual attitude when it comes to having sex. Not everyone likes to do one night stands or not everyone can just be have friends with benefits. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. And I know that, um, you know, when you're looking at social media and, you know, we're listening to the things that we're listening, it seems like everyone's just having casual sex. It may seem like people are just having a lot of sex with no strings attached. But one, that's not everyone's reality. Two, it is not the expectation that you have to do that. And three, if that is not the thing that you're into, you do not have to make it the thing that you're into. If you're into connection, if you're into getting to know people a little bit better, that's perfectly fine. And there's plenty of people out there who are just like this. And so I would take the pressure off if you're feeling any type of pressure. I don't wanna, I don't wanna assign anything to you, but... Um, if that's just not your thing, just, you know, you don't have to, you, you don't have to, um, be something that you're not. So take the, the pressure off, take the label off and, you know, just make sure that you're engaging in interactions that you want to engage with. And if you're finding that the people that you're meeting are into, you know, doing things with no strings attached or just jumping into a situation, you know, let them know, like, listen, I want to, you know, build a connection first before we have sex. I want to, whatever your parameters are and definitely communicate that. 
there's nothing wrong with you. And I have plenty of people who write emails to me that talk about, you know, how they like to establish connection and feeling like the dating pool that's out now or the people that they're meeting are really not into that. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, yes, is it hard? I can totally understand that. However, you don't have to change yourself in order to fit um, you know, different criteria that's out there or other people's criteria. And so if you want to wait until you find that connection, um, go ahead and go ahead and wait. There's nothing wrong with that. And you don't have to wrap your head around it. Some people can just get into it. Some people are just not in a space where they want a connection. Some people, they just need that physical contact. And so all of us have all different reasons for why and how we have sex. And some people see it as a spiritual thing. Some people see it as like we were talking about last week, a religious thing. Some people just see it as like, I'm just getting my rocks off and that's perfectly fine too. So wherever you fit on that spectrum or wherever you fit in the, somebody told me the other day, not seeing things as a spectrum because there's still like an end points, seeing it as a dot in the universe of how you may perceive sex is perfectly fine. So I hope that was helpful and I definitely appreciate you writing in. And our last question, because y'all, I'm tired. I'm tired, but I love answering your questions. It's just been a really long week. I had to go to American, um, which is in DC. And of course I had a lot of fun, but it was also, I was going to DC multiple times this week for different things. And I'm exhausted. So I hope y'all are doing some self-care out there because I'm trying to. But our last question is, why aren't female condoms in stores like Rite Aid and Walmart? This is an excellent question. So the thing is, is that um, there's been a few different strategies I've seen. It's been, it's, it's really interesting because uh, within like, it's it's been relatively recent that female condoms are um, now prescribed by a physician and some things that I read um, the reason being is because they aren't getting as much um, attention and the sales aren't as high as the male or or um, external condoms and I think there's a variety of reasons for that the thing about the female condom is that uh, and I love the female condom I talk about the female condom all the time as an option for folks um the thing about the female condom is for the person who's inserting the condom you have to feel comfortable with inserting something um and the thing about the female condom and take it from me y'all female condom is one of those methods you definitely have to practice you have to practice putting it on before you engage in any act um and <laughs> I tried. I'll give you my personal story. I tried to put on the female condom and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, this is a method I tell people to do all the time. Like, let me go ahead and let this be my first time. And I was like getting hot. We was doing the thing. And I was like, all right, let me pop it in. And, um, yeah, no, you can't be doing that when you're like hot bothered and like trying, trying to do things like you definitely have to take one practice figure out which is the best angle for you to insert it some people like to insert it standing up 
Some people need to insert it laying down. Some people are not as versed as um, putting things into the vagina. Like I don't wear, I don't wear tampons. I don't wear, I've only worn tampons like twice in my life and I still think I messed it up because I could still feel it. You are not supposed to feel it. You need to make sure that the female condom's in there. And so if you haven't practiced beforehand, it might be frustrating to put it on um, in that moment. Also, um, you can find female condoms on Amazon, but they are super duper duper expensive. So I would go the physician route. Make sure that you just ask your doctor for um, a female condom prescription and they can give it to you. You can always get female condoms mostly for free at your local health department or Planned Parenthood. Um, but yeah, it's finding them in the store is it's impo it's impossible and i think it's just i think it's the lack of awareness around female condoms and i still think um i still think just folks don't understand or they're not and they're, and they're still i think they're still coming around i mean of course like with anything related to women and us taking uh or us with vaginas and us taking power of our sexuality and and calling the shots i mean when is that when is that really going to be popular right so we got so we're working on it but I can tell you that the benefits of a female condom or internal condom is you can insert the condom after up to six hours before having sex. So if using a condom is a barrier for you because you feel like it stops the mood or you got to stop to put it on and that's really annoying, then that's okay. You will already have it in. Or you know you about to go out. You know you about to see Tyrone and them at the club. So you're like, boom, let me just pop this in so that when I see him, we can bow. Get it in. It's already in there. So you can insert it up to six hours, which I think is pretty cool. You can, the other thing about the female or internal condom is that the outer ring um, can help provide more pleasure because it can potentially rub up against the clitoris, adding more pleasure and more fun to the experience. The female condom also opens up, um, so, and it covers more surface area. So for those STIs like HPV, herpes that can be spread without without necessarily having penetrative contact it covers more area of the vagina and so if anyone has um a bump or a wart on their um genitals you're not necessarily rubbing it or you know there's not there's more covered surface area um to prevent that spread as well which is pretty cool um the thing about the condoms in general is only there's only one person in the equation who can wear it so for um for male partners or partners with a penis who may have girthier penises and it might actually hurt I'm not I'm not talking about these these folks who are out here talking about I need a magnum girl because you know I can't you can't hold back what's in here. Um no. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who actually in good faith are trying to use condoms, but condoms are super uncomfortable. They feel like they're pinching the penis, etc. Whatever it is, the female condom is also an option so that there's more room and you know there's more, you know, so someone doesn't feel like there's something restricting their penis and also it's an option that we can use because we're in control of it and so i think it's important for all parties to know you know how to put 
either condom on, um, knowing where to get them. And that, that's why I think this is a really good question. Um, how are we supposed to have or encourage people to use the condoms if they don't know where to get them, right? And so I think this is awesome. Make sure you talk to your doctor about them. Um, I love female condom company. They've supported a lot of my different events and they, and this is not a paid ad. This is just, I'm just literally speaking because I've been talking about female condoms for as long as I've been teaching sex ed and I truly believe it is an option. I've seen studies in different places where they've given them to women to use and they've drastically reduced the rates of HIV, which I just think is a just a great um, tool for us and an option for folks who might not want to use um, hormonal birth control or folks who, you know, might not have uh, partners or male partners or engaging in success if we're if we're uh, sex workers we might be engaging with folks and even just like boyfriends whoever partners who just don't want to wear condoms this is an option where we are still protected and calling the shots and it's a method that we control which I think is great thank you so much for asking and y'all I think I did a show it was a short show but there's plenty of questions coming up look out for our uh, next uh, question show. Please send me your questions. Next time on the question show, we got more about squirting. Y'all wanna know if you can lose sensation in your clitoris, if you continue to use a vibrator. Um, Y'all wanna know what's the sensitive part behind the testicles for you to stimulate. Um, Y'all also wanna know, um, about butt sex stuff like how do you prep that booty and so we'll talk about all that in our next questions episode i hope all is well thank you so much for listening i hope you have a great week and remember to rate the podcast send your questions to vagisteam at gmail.com or text at 443-692-7802 and i'll see you next week bye Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Okay, ladies, now let's get information.